0: Welcome to the Taylor and Jen podcast.
1: With Taylor and Jen. Somebody has created a toy that children have to scream at this
0: for is it a to move. Great toy to buy for a child who was birthed by your nemesis. Christmas shopping for young children <laughs> is a little bit of a different experience when you don't have any, because I go to this aisle that I haven't been to since I was oh I don't know about eleven years old. You go down the toy aisle and you kind of look around and you're like, this is, this is what the children play with now. <laughs> and some of them I'm like you know what if this was around when I was a kid I would have been all over it and I like almost buy it for myself I was gonna say don't tell
1: me you don't stop in front of some of these toys pick them up and play with them right there in the aisle I
0: I have almost purchased a couple of them (laughs) but I was you know all of my kind of nephews and nieces are right in the age where it's like you just go down the toy aisle and see something that just like speaks to you and says ah this is something Micah would like and I come across this one toy and I feel like it has not been created by someone who has a child. Oh no, why? Like this is someone who does not understand what it's like raising a tiny human. What is it? it? It was a little like, it looked like a stuffed spider, which was already a mark against it. A
1: stuffed spider? It was
0: like fuzzy and kind of purple and green and stuff. Okay. And in this stuffed spider is a motor. Oh, okay. And this motor can sense sounds. And the louder you yell at this toy, the faster it will move. You have got to be kidding me. It has little wheels in it, and so you can stand behind it and start screaming at it. And if you scream really loud, it will like go really fast around the house.
1: Somebody has created a toy that children have to scream at this for it to move. This is a
0: great toy to buy for a child who was birthed by your nemesis. I, and it's a real thing. Like, I've gone to, to Amazon and I'm reading reviews about people who are like, don't like my, my five-year-old child was screaming at this toy and having it chase grandma around the house. I'm reading about people who say, yeah, these are really prone to being accidentally run over by the family SUV the day after Christmas. This is a real thing that someone invented.
1: Kelly, did you have one of those annoying toys your kids got?
2: We had a car. That made a screeching noise. Like, that's what you want every little boy to have. Like, we don't peel out. We don't drive crazy. I mean, the car (laughs) would go, I mean, like, it would sound like it slammed on the brakes or hit the curb. No! Yeah, it was in the trunk on our six-hour drive.
0: Oh, no. It kept
2: going off. Oh, no! (laughs) And I finally said, okay, they're going to wake up. Well, we dropped at a rest area, and I got it out to take the batteries out. No batteries.
0: What? Oh.
2: No batteries. How is it making noises? Well, that was the weird point. I don't know, but we um, left it at the rest area <laughs> for someone else.
0: Oh, <laughs> man. I'm sorry you <laughs> forgot that.
2: I'm sure somebody thought, oh, there's a poor, sad child that doesn't have their car. <laughs> nope. We just said a little prayer for whoever was going to find it that they enjoyed it more than we did. <laughs> what would you do? Uh,
0: the same thing. Probably that.
2: <laughs> exactly. <laughs>
1: Thank you if you're the aunt and the uncle that have bought (laughs) all of the noisy toys that all of us parents are like. You know those little
2: rolling popcorn things with the long handles? Yeah. Oh, like the little lawnmower? Yeah, kind of like those. Yeah. I have had one that was given to us by my husband's brothers. He has four brothers, by the way. And every time someone in our family has a baby, it gets passed to that person. <laughs> it's probably been through the family
3: probably 10, 11, 12 times. <laughs> that's so
1: awesome. That's a great tradition. <laughs> I love it. I loved yeah. that thing as a kid.
0: Oh, oh yeah. my
1: word. I loved yeah. it. And it's got everybody's names on it and the date they gave it. Oh. Okay,
0: that's amazing. That's really cool. Yep.
1: <laughs> annoying toy stories. It's the perfect time of year to think about them because, you know, your kiddos get that Christmas present and they're so excited about it, but
0: it's a little noisy, like what happened to Daniel.
4: I've got a younger brother who's two years younger and one year for Christmas, I'm going to guess we were, I was five and he was three about, my grandparents gave My brother, a fire engine, and it was about a foot long, and it had the little red light on top and the annoying, loud siren, and it spun in a circle when it went.
2: uh -uh.
4: Oh, boy. Yeah, I know that one. <laughs> it drove my parents so nuts that uh, they took the batteries out that night, and I knew they had done it, and he got up the next day and was so excited and ran to go play with it, and it wouldn't it wouldn't work. It wouldn't turn on, and he looks at me he's like, you know, it's broken, and wait, can we fix it? And I bow open my mouth to say, no, the batteries are just out, and my mother gave me a look that stopped. <laughs> <laughs> my blood is so I was like oh don't ever say and it wasn't until a few years ago we brought up and we were talking about that fire engine which still my mother was like oh and uh, he said it's too bad it broke and I said it didn't break they took the batteries out and he said what no!
0: he never got on he never do. he never do. You
1: love them, those furry little creatures, but sometimes they get called the wrong things.
4: We
0: create names for them, <laughs> and then we decide this name I came up with isn't good enough, so I'm going to start calling the pet by a nickname. You confuse the pet, and sometimes you even confuse other people in your life.
4: Our little cat is called Gamma, like Gamma Ray. You know, that's the way <laughs> it felt. And that's what they said her name was, and but we call her Gamma. And so when my buddy Doug the bike guy, when he calls, I say, oh, say hi to Gamma. And he goes... Hi, Grandma! <laughs> and I go, no, it's Grandma. He said, oh, hi, Grandma! <laughs> and oh my goodness, I'm I'm laughing so hard. We're
1: finding out sometimes pet names can be problematic. When my
3: son was six, we got two fish. He named one Grandma and one Nana. Oh. But we all know fish that don't last very long. And so when Grandma and Nana died, we had quite the conversation. <laughs>
2: Oh my <laughs> goodness
1: gracious! When he insisted on naming them that, did you foresee a problem in the fr- in the in the near future?
3: Well, yeah, but he's sick. <laughs> Who's going to argue with
0: a six year old? <laughs> we'll let him learn that lesson the hard way, oh, <laughs> and, <goodness>. he
1: <laughs> and he did. He <laughs> did. Hey, Chantel. All right, did a nickname become your pet's official name?
3: He came to us named, and funny enough. His name was Castillo, which means king, I'm told, in Spanish. He was for my husband, and it was for Father's Day a couple years ago. And I have had health struggles, and he became my registered support animal. (laughs) And during that I think it was the best gift I ever bought my husband, right?
4: <laughs>
3: <laughs> he became mine. And during the pandemic when we were stuck inside, he became my little buddy. Well, he gained a little weight and Castillo became Mr. Meatball. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a big brown meatball. <laughs> so my husband who loves to grill, every time we make meat, here comes Meatball <laughs> looking for his food. And man, he gets So he's just such a blessing.
1: So Angie, you say you had a pretty good
3: reason to change your pet's name. Our family decided we wanted to adopt a kitty at the ARL and my son was adamant at that it had to be a boy. And so we go there, and the kitten that we fall in love with, the name is Rosie. And I was just, like, devastated because I wanted it. Well, they double-checked, and it was actually a boy. Oh. And so we named him Ron. So it was just kind of funny. Rosie was a Ron.
0: They got it really wrong. Hold on, let me see. Oh.
1: oh, my goodness. Do you know how Midwestern you just sounded when you did that? Oh. I oh,
4: will. <laughs>
0: There comes an age where it's just hard to buy for people. Like I feel like little kiddos when they're like one or two, man, just go down the toy aisle, see something that says ages zero to two, and you get it for them.
1: Just give them the Christmas sack, and they're happy. Yeah, it's so easy when they're one and two. You
0: know, as as young kids, there's just so much. The world is an adventure, and then we become grown ups, mm. and there's just not as much fun stuff to get
1: true I'm really happy when somebody buys me something utilitarian like a vacuum cleaner
0: and then like even as an adult when people are like what 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 do you want for Christmas like what should we be looking at I'm like I, I don't know me.
1: I get what I need an when extra I need hour it. of sleep or something <laughs> We already or, got that we
0: do something like that <laughs> <laughs> so when my father-in-law got us this a few years ago I hadn't even thought to ask for it but it was perfect it was exactly what you needed exactly what I needed didn't even know it what was it it was a big old box and it was pretty heavy and as we opened it up we realized that there were a bunch of frozen bags in there. He gave you frozen bags. Rock solid frozen bags and inside each one of these bags was a meal that he had made by hand, portioned out and then put in a vacuum seal bag and froze it and even put instructions on how best to reheat the meal.
1: Oh, my goodness.
0: We must have had 10, 15 meals taken care of. So it was like if you have a long day or you just want something quick, instead of having to do like frozen pizza or something that's a little less healthy, you just open up the freezer and there is a frozen
1: meal a la Dave.
0: Home cooked meal. And Dave is a good cook. (laughs)
1: is amazing. That is amazing. Did he do that for more than just you and Lindsay?
0: It was me and Lindsay and Lindsay's brother for sure. So oh that. my
1: goodness. What first of all. Fantastic idea.
0: Meant a lot to us, but then I'm thinking about all the time yep. he would have spent in the kitchen working on that. Oh. That was a gift with a lot of love. With all your gift-giving
1: ideas right here on Life 107.1, because I needed help. I have a dad that doesn't need or want anything. He does this to me every year, but it's getting harder and harder all the time.
0: So, we have loved hearing your suggestions and your memories of meaningful gifts for grown-ups.
3: My niece from Pennsylvania last year got me a membership, a membership plus... To the Des Moines Botanical Center And so that includes a ticket for me But for me to also bring a guest So I have brought multiple guests To all kinds of programs in the course of this last year It's also a wonderful place to go When it's winter outside It's warm inside (laughs) at the Botanical Center Yeah Sure is
0: And you see some green
3: Yeah It's been a great gift for me I I already signed up and took it again this year
0: (laughs) That's great (laughs)
1: You have been sharing your meaningful gift ideas for us. It's a great time to think about getting, you know, good, meaningful Christmas gifts, but it doesn't have to be a Christmas gift.
0: Yeah, you got something for us, Greg?
4: I do, and it actually is not related to Christmas, oh. um, but my older brother passed away unexpectedly back in 2007, When I was a freshman in college, Mm. and I was wanting to go on a spring break alternative service trip and didn't really have the means for it. And out of the blue, one of his previous employers called and told me that I was listed as the beneficiary to his retirement account. And lo and behold, the money in that account was just sufficient enough for me to go on my trip.
0: Wow. Oh, my goodness, Greg.
4: I am forever indebted to my brother for that gift to go on that trip.
0: That's so beautiful.
1: That is an amazing
0: story. I'm so glad you shared that, Greg. Well, thank you guys so much.
1: I knew I wasn't the only one with a dad that's hard to buy for.
0: You had something you had to figure out, Tracy.
3: My dad um, doesn't like things. So a lot of times what we do is we get him stuff that he can use So he talked about uh, that he loved, like, going to, wanted to go see the cover bridges of Madison County. And so one year we got him a map and a bunch of gas cards so he and my mom could go look at them. So something to do. What a great idea!
0: That's great.
3: Yes!
1: And he loved it. They had a blast. Of course they did. did. And it was a trip that was fueled by their kids. Yes! That's so cool. If you have a friend named Lisa... And you were at the Real Life Women's Conference. I want you to know that your friend Lisa told me a story about you. <laughs> All of a sudden, your blood just went cold, didn't it? <laughs> because Lisa and I met at a party this past weekend, and uh, she wanted to tell me that she was at the Real Life Women's Conference. She's like, oh, were you there? Did you see what happened to my friend? Uh oh. Lisa's friend was walking across the back of the seats during the Real Life Women's Conference and... In her defense, there were scads of cords, oh cables yeah. and cords for, for light and the sound yeah. and all that stuff. And they were running across the back and they had the room dimly lit because the focus was on the stage. Mm-hmm. Well, you know where I'm going with this, right? As her friend is walking across the back trying to get to her seat, she trips on a cord. Of course full-on spread eagle bites it on the so ground. So this just isn't like life. the,
0: oop, kind of skip in Wham! place. And oh, this was... It
1: just was. goes <laughs> down. All right, it just goes down. And somebody comes along to help her up. And as she's helping her up, and this lady that's getting up off the ground is like grabbing her. And like, eventually she gets up. Eventually she goes to her seat. And, and then she realizes that the person who she was falling all over as she was helping her get up was Aisha Woods who was one of the singers and performers at the Real Life Women's (laughs) Conference and I was like man I'm so impressed if you're gonna fall you might as well make a production out of it
0: fall into the arms of a very talented (laughs) singer songwriter I love it I love it so much
1: it's going to happen. Mm-hmm. You're going to eventually embarrass yourself in public. And you know, it's interesting how many times it happens when you're trying to make a first impression.
0: Oh, yeah. Risa has experience with that. I
2: was working for uh, just a small family services company. We did a lot of communities programs. I got to be the presenter for this program at a Christian women's group. While everyone was getting seated, I passed out my flyers that had the title of the program and all the information on it. And when it was my turn, I stepped up and I greeted everyone and thanked them for having me. And I said, the name of the program that I'm here to talk about tonight is... Uh, I don't know the name of the program. Oh, no! And somebody very graciously from the audience, because she had read the flyer, <laughs> said the name for me. I will long remember that moment because I had no idea why I was there.
1: Somebody just put me on this stage.
0: What am I supposed to talk about? What do you want me to talk about? Just
1: read the
2: flyer, doggone
1: it. Sometimes we go out in public and everything's fine. Sometimes we go out in public and we embarrass ourselves, especially
2: when we're trying to make
1: a good impression.
2: When I was in high school, I was in the Illinois finals for high jump. I was only five foot four. And so I was with all of these other girls and I was like up to everybody's waist, basically. I mean, like their leg was the entire length of my body. And so we're everybody's stretching. And so I, you know, when you put your arm straight up above your head and you kick your leg up, like to get a good stretch. Well, yeah. I did that and I fell flat on my rear. Oh, no. I mean, like, I kicked my leg so high that it knocked my feet completely out from underneath. I was so shocked because it it was like one swift moment of movement. And then I thought as long as I was on the ground, I might as well just stretch while I was down there and hope nobody knows.
0: Getting embarrassed in public is one thing. But when you do something embarrassing and it's in front of someone you want to make a good first impression on, someone you want to impress, that's when it really hurts. And I experienced this when I was at like a big radio gathering. And I feel like every profession kind of has those people that outside of the profession, nobody knows this person's name. But if you work in the industry, like, you know this name. They're like a celebrity within the small boundaries. And you were going to meet this person for the first time. This guy is a big deal in the Christian radio world. He is. Even I know who he is. If Jen knows who he is, you know it. Yeah, I don't know who anybody is. And he comes walking up to our table and I can tell he's about to introduce himself to me because we'd exchanged some phone calls. You know, I'm kind of psyching myself out in my head, getting ready for this and I'm at a table with like a bunch of other minor radio celebrities. (laughs) And so I'm like, okay, here we go. This is my time to shine. And I see the hand come out like he's going to shake my hand. I'm like, I got to stand to shake this guy's hand. I can't do it while sitting down. And so I start to stand, but my foot gets caught on the chair that I'm sitting in, and then I realize that not only is he going for a handshake, he's going to do like the man hug thing where you shake hands and you slap shoulders. <laughs> so I start leaning into that, and I take the chair with me, and I tackle myself into this man who's been working in Christian radio for double my lifespan. You fell into his arms. I fell into his arms. And uh, everyone pretended like nothing happened, which I think might have been worse. <laughs> Did you
1: ever ask for an animal or a critter or a pet of some kind for Christmas?
0: I don't remember doing that. My brother was like, he would ask for gerbils and hamsters and knolls and snakes <laughs> and like and any animal that he'd just learned about in science class he wanted to own. I did. Oh, did you? I
1: did. Yep. There was a year, I remember, I asked for an animal for Christmas. I wanted this animal so bad, I had figured out exactly where I was going to keep this animal. I knew what I was going to feed the animal. Okay. I knew what I was going to name the animal. I was going to name the animal Shenandoah.
0: Shenandoah. Yeah, I just Is that's that what, from
1: something? Yeah, it's from like Virginia. <laughs> Shenandoah Valley or whatever. Oh, okay. Shenandoah Mountains. I don't know. Shenandoah. I just thought it was the most beautiful name in the world. And I was going to name this animal that. I wanted a horse.
0: <laughs> a horse named Shenandoah. <laughs> Not
1: just any horse. I wanted a Palomino. Okay. I wanted a Palomino horse named Shenandoah. I asked for a horse for Christmas. Little bit of a problem. Lived in a double-wide trailer on a little plot of land in northern Maine. Yeah. But we had a backyard... And I had a sandbox. Is
0: that where Shenandoah was going to stay? She
1: was going to stay in the backyard. In your sandbox. In the sandbox. And it was going to be fine, (laughs) you know. And I was going to feed her my hot cereal in the morning that my mom made me eat. You had it worked out. I did. I had it all worked out. So imagine my surprise on Christmas morning when I get a horse. I got the series of Black Beauty to read. (laughs) I'll admit... I love to watch the videos of when this happens. I love to hear the stories of when you get an animal for
0: Christmas. It's really uplifting when you know it's what your child wants, but <laughs> when a family member gets one without asking you, just what did your sister do, Pam? She
3: bought my three-year-old a hamster. <laughs> oh! <laughs> I went to the poor thing. My son grabbed in the eye. Oh no! And I took it to the pet store, and I said, can I give this to you? They said, we don't buy them back. I said, don't buy I just want to give it to you.
0: Three might be a little young.
1: Three years old. To care
0: for a hamster. My brother has a a, a just now three-year-old, and we went to visit our cousin, and she has a pet, like, bearded dragon. And she she was like, hey, does Micah want to hold him? And my brother goes, no, Micah throws things. (laughs)
1: Micah doesn't want to hold him. He wants to hurl him. That
0: dragon's about (laughs) to fly like toothless.
1: Nothing so wonderful as when you get an animal for Christmas, except maybe when you
0: give
3: an animal for Christmas. My father-in-law loves scaring people with his uh, fake rubber snake. Okay. He's gotten me really good a few times. So this rubber snake is really old, and a couple Christmases ago... He wanted to, like, get a new one, went online, ordered what he thought was a new rubber snake, and realized that he ordered a live snake and it was going to be delivered to him. And he hates snakes.
0: The rubber ones are fine, though.
3: As long as he's doing the scaring, but he is terrified of them. He uh, somehow, like, you know, canceled the order, but he wasn't 100% sure that he got it, like, successfully canceled. So... It was almost Christmas, and I was like, oh, I'm going to get him back. Good girl! So my father-in-law did not know that I knew this story. So I ordered a fake snake online, like looking pretty legit, like a legit gardener snake, and (laughs) put it in a box and then like put its little head poking straight out the corner and when he opened that box on Christmas Eve, he flew it in the air and screamed like a little girl. It was the best. The Taylor and Jen podcast is a product of Northwestern Media, a ministry of the University of Northwestern St. Paul.
4: You can hear more from Taylor and Jen weekday mornings online at Life1071.com or on the Life107.1 app.